This is your wake up call. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earned it. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Me and the mother, me and the. Good morning, Angela Yee. Yes. It's Thursday. And it's snowing in New York City. That always makes me a little late in the morning because I leave the normal time I always leave, but then I got to get the snow off the car. So that always takes a few extra minutes. Now, yesterday we did Wealth Wednesdays at the Juice Bar, uh, Juices for Life in Brooklyn. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was a nice turnout. Revolt was in there uh, filming. We did it with State Farm. A nice turnout. We had uh, MyFab Finance, Tanya, who started MyFab Finance in there. We were talking about millennials and their money. And I learned a lot of information yesterday, too. So that's why I love doing it, because I actually go and get a lot of financial advice. And I highly recommend that anybody that has access to free information from experts about finances, you don't have to do necessarily what they they tell you to do all the time, but you can figure out things that can work out for you, come up with some great ideas, you know, learn how to get out of debt, learn how to start investing, learn how to start saving your money right. All those things are really, really important because it's so stressful when you're in debt and when you owe money. Right, absolutely. Because I remember those days. Yeah. Yo. What up, Charlemagne? Nah, you know, I just had to walk in late today just to remind y'all. I think y'all are getting too used to me uh, being on time. That's all. All right. That's it. We appreciate it. Okay. Uh, not too late, though. You know, it's a little bit. You know a little, it's a little snowy out here in uh, New York, New Jersey area. I know the kids, uh, my kids have a 90-minute delayed opening because they just got to clear the roads. But uh, it wasn't that bad coming in nah, today. No, the roads weren't that bad. Uh, I was having problems with my windows. You know, sometimes you put the defrost on. And it still be fogging up, and you can't figure out why I keep fogging up. Right. So you can't really drive as fast as you want to. Right. Yeah, but you God was slowing me down for a reason. This no, morning. no, you should have woke up a little five minutes early. You left the house five minutes early. You'd have been all right. No, nah, I left the house around the same time. But it was snowing. That's why no, when it snows, it? well, it's snowing now. What are you talking about? It is. You know what? I didn't know the snow snow. I saw snow on the ground. Kevin Hart will be joining oh, us this morning. Oh, drop one of clues bombs for Kevin Hart, goddammit. I hope y'all hungry, because this morning we're going to have an all-you-can-eat rib buffet. Oh, my God. Okay? <laughs> all-you-can-eat rib buffet this morning. Hold the sides. Please hold, hold the, the sides. sides. Okay? My goodness. We're going to kick it with Kevin Hart, and then we got front-page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Omarosa is gone from the White House. Was she fired, or did she resign? They're saying she got dragged out of there. And why is the day National Monkey Day? What the hell is that? <laughs> what, is, what does that even mean? Is that, you got to have love for the monkeys, too. Man, please. That's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, tonight and Thursday night football, the Broncos take on the Colts. Now, Omarosa. Yes, Omarosa. She was... I, okay, according to her camp, they're saying that she resigned from the White House. Mm-hmm. And... There's, there was a lot of drama, allegedly, between uh, Omarosa and his chief of staff. So, apparently, uh, 
He shared a lot of access, allegedly, to Donald Trump, and he wasn't happy about that. Now, sources close to Omarosa are saying she started thinking about resigning back in August after the Charlottesville riots because she did not agree with how Trump handled the crisis. And she had an issue with Donald Trump saying they were good people on both sides because, obviously, we all have an issue with that. Well, that's what Omarosa PR team saying. That's what the I'm, white people I'm saying. You, I'm telling you what, yeah, we're going to get to that. Also, uh, his endorsement of Roy Moore was the last straw for her. This is all according to Omarosa's team. Yeah, right. Now, according to other White House sources, they're saying that she was fired after she tried to get an audience with the president following Moore's loss and that she frequently bumped heads with John Kelly and that, uh, you know, she would talk to Trump every other day. They're saying they had to, like... So they cut off her access. Basically drag her out of there. Yeah, they said they had physically drag her out, but they said before that they had cut off her access to Mm -hmm. Donald Trump. Can you imagine that if you work for somebody and they say your access to them is denied? Can you imagine that, working for somebody like that? But didn't she get married and then she tried to take pictures at the White House and they had to kick her out of there if there was a problem with that at one time? It's not a reality. Well, it is a reality show. What am I saying? Uh, Donald Trump tweeted out, thank you, Amarosa, for your service. I wish you continued success. So that was his statement so far. So I guess she's doing her first interview this morning, by the way, with Good Morning America. So we'll make sure we get you some of that information. But here is how Angela Rye reacted. I'm going to yes, do ma'am. what you can't do and what April and uh, Simone are too good of people to do, and that's just going to be petty for a minute. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Angela. Oh, Bye, Angela. girl. Oh, Bye. Angela. Bye, honey. You have never represented the community. You are skin folk. We don't own you like Zora. Goodbye. Oh. Good riddance. Goodbye. <laughs> Deuces. Angela, Ouch. Angela, you know I have much love for you, but you know what? I don't delight in anyone's demise. That I'm oh, not delighting her demise. I wish her the best, but ah! <laughs> <laughs> Drop on the clues bombs for my petty ass sister, Angela Rye. Now, the Secret Service uh, (laughs) tweeted out reporting uh, regarding her being dragged out of the White House is incorrect. They said she was not physically removed. She wasn't dragged. She was pulled. It's a difference. They they didn't physically remove her at all. So I don't know exactly what happened, but I'm sure we'll hear her side of the story. And I know... Donald Trump, I'm sure, will have more to say about this. The crazy thing is, why did they even tweet that out? Like, people would care whether or not y'all dragged her out, pushed her out, threw her out like Uncle Ford did, Jazzy Jeff. Nobody cares how y'all got Amarosa out of the White House. (laughs) Was she out? Okay. My goodness. All right, now, a Kentucky lawmaker, uh, Dan Johnson, he's the one that actually compared Barack Obama and his wife to monkeys. He ended up killing himself. He shot himself on a bridge. And that is because he was accused of sexually assaulting a former member of Mm, his mm, church. mm, 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 It was mm. actually a friend of his daughter who claimed that he assaulted her in the basement of his house. Oh, my goodness. Look at God. Back in 2013. Now, Mm. he posted a note on his Facebook before he committed suicide. He said the accusations from NPR are false. God and only God knows the truth. Nothing is the way they make it out to be. I cannot handle it any longer. It has won this life, but heaven is my home. So it's not the truth, but instead of uh, proving it's not the truth in the court of law, you decide to kill yourself? That sounds like you're guilty. And that's right. the same person who called Barack and Michelle monkeys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't feel sympathy for him. None at all. Look all right. at God. Drop on the clues, Bond. Today is a glorious day, ain't it? Man, today is a good day. Why today is such a good day? Well, Kevin Hart will be joining us next time. Drop on the clues, Bond, for Kevin Hart. That's family. That's what Today is a goddamn good day. It's been a great week. Man. Let's go. <sighs> all right, well. The air smell fresher. Sun ain't even out and it's shining bright. Oh, that's the Febreze? That's the Febreze. Woo. <laughs> My goodness. Woo. Don't poke your lips up like that. God again, is bro. so good. Look My at goodness. God, man. God is everything, ain't he? All right. Man. Up next. Damn, that Febreze is strong. Get it off your chest. Does that say Febreze? Do you see, the Rock, did you see that The Rock tweeted us about this um, Kevin Hart interview? The Rock tweeted us? Yes. What did The Rock say? 
He said, have fun. Ask Kev why he insists on calling our brotherhood a bromance when I refer to it as two dudes just doing manly cool-ish. Damn. Now we could I wish I'd have thought that. Let me tweet him back and say, Rock, when you coming up here so we can wax poetic oh, about... Tweeted, he tweeted me because I retweeted um, oh, uh, okay. FM98WJLB. Well, tweet him back and say, uh, when can we wax poetic about Tyrese Darnell <laughs> Gibson? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Or if you want to spread some positivity, phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. The Breakfast Club. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? This is Shakira. Good morning, cousin Envy. Good morning. Good morning. Get it off your chest, How are you? I am okay, Charlemagne. First of all, I gotta say I love your sweater that you got on. I mean, it's absolutely the bomb. I love it. I love it. He didn't even know what he had on. He had to look good. I did. I did. I did. I did. Thank you. (laughs) He was a little late this morning, so he's you know disoriented, but that's fine. That's fine. I watch you guys faithfully every morning. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, Are you gonna be lonely this Valentine's, or you got a little bay on the side? No, I still got my kids by my side. I'm truly oh, blessed. Okay, there you go. Well, that's the greatest I'm love of all. I'm gonna send you a kitten. I'm gonna send you a kitten for Valentine's Day. Okay. Oh, stop it. Oh, I'm a cat person. I love cats. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. Thank you for calling. Me. I know you are, boo. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, you guys doing this Haitian Jean? Haitian Jean. Sock passe. Hey, what's going Haitian on? Jean. No. Yeah, I live in that Atlanta, man. No, no, you can't say your name is Haitian something. And when I say sock passe, you say, hey, what's going on, buddy? Oh, oh, baboule, sock passe, boy. Then it actually came. Okay, now continue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, yeah continue. I want to tell you guys, I, I feel blessed today. Uh, you know, to have another day on planet Earth. I've been dealing with hard times. And, you know, my five-year-old son passed away on October 29th. Yikes. And it's been, it's been really hard to deal with that. And on top of that, I just had to leave Haiti to go bury my dad. It just passed on November 30th. So I just feel blessed and appreciate life much more. Well, God woke you up this morning, so that's something to Hey, man, I, I, respect oh, yeah. the, I respect the fact that you still can keep your head up, man, and still find things to be thankful for, man. Oh, yeah, I feel blessed, man. I appreciate you guys for the uplifting uh, words in the morning, so I definitely appreciate that. All right, Love, thank my you, brother. Bro. All right, man, stay up. Jeez. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning. Devin Devon from Atlanta. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Good morning, Yee. Good, good morning. Uncle, Star- Uncle Charlotte, good morning. Good morning. Up, brother? Good morning. Hey, I called I called earlier this week with the 16. I just wanted to say that hey, I actually do have a good job that I want to say I'm blessed for. Um, I actually work for Red Bull. I'm an account manager. Um, the only way that came about, though, was uh, I went to school for audio engineering because uh, to answer Envy's question, he asked me how long I've been rapping. Um, I was writing all my life, and I went to school, and my teacher was uh, Ramsey. He was uh, Pimp C's engineer before he died, so. You said Pimp um, C? Things, yeah, Pimp C. Oh. Uh, his engineer is uh, Ramsey, Ramsey Ramtrack. He's down here based in Atlanta. You can look him up, and he, um, 
he basically taught me everything about recording. I'm, I'm technically, I'm a recording engineer, so, but I've been writing all my life, and I'm all, honestly, I was just blessed for the opportunity. I know you didn't approve of it, Uncle Charlotte, and I appreciate it respectfully, because I'm at a threshold where I was like, either I'm going to go into that, or I'm just going to continue, you know, staying behind the boards and, you know, doing what I do, and um, I, I appreciate you guys, man. I just want to say thanks for all your input and everything, and shout out to my little girl, my, uh, my little baby girl, Angelica. Daddy loves you, and you guys keep up the good work, and I just want to give blessings to all of you and all of the world. Appreciate you guys. Love, right, my brother. Love, love, love. Hello, who's this? <laughs> hey, man, this is Matthew from the 434. I ain't called up here in a while. How y'all doing? How's everything? Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, man, I'm just struggling. This question is probably for Angela Yee. Uh, I got a news page on Instagram that I'm trying to get it, you know, get it going. I know being consistent is one, but is there any other keys to help me get it, get it, uh, get it noticed? What is the page? I mean, you're on a it's, platform uh, right now. It's reckless, it's reckless TV, R-E-C-K-L-E-Z-Z-T-V. All right, it's I'm going to go like take a look at it because I can't, I can't really assess it until I see it, but that was a great plug for you right there. Okay, thank you. And you can just inbox me and just give me all the uh, keys or whatever you think you I can need to do to uh, improve it. Okay, I see you have 33 posts up. Yeah, I'm trying to post every day. I'm trying to be consistent. I'm trying to, you know, give people a place to comment and, you know, kind of like academics, kind of like uh, the shade room, positive posts, good morning posts, things like that. Okay. All right, I'm going to take a look. Thank you, bro. Okay, thank you. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset and you need to vent, you can hit us at any time. You, we got rumors on the way? Yes, more accusations are rolling in. We'll tell you about statements from other people who are now discussing Russell Simmons. They're talking about Harvey Weinstein. And one person has come forward to confess his own sins. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Things up in here, man. Speed things up in here, please. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Sitting here playing love songs early in the morning. I don't want to drink my green tea and honey and look you in the eye while love songs is playing. Well, you ain't got to look at me. Well, don't look at me. You're looking at me humming. I'm not humming at you, man. <laughs> this guy flirted with me so early in the morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Russell Simmons. This guy's flirting with me early in the morning. Let's talk about Russell Simmons. <laughs> well, four new women oh, have man. come forward to accuse Russell Simmons of sexually assaulting them. And uh, I'll tell you who they are. It's a New York Times report. One is a former Def Jam executive named Drew Dixon. One is a music journalist named Tony Sally. Another is a singer named Tina Baker. And those three accused him of actually raping them at one point in their careers. Now, Drew Dixon worked with Russell Simmons at Def Jam back in the 90s, and she talks about how he raped her in his downtown apartment. She said after she was raped by him, she wanted to leave the music industry, but she actually ended up working on the soundtrack for the show, and that helped propel her to more success, and then she faced sexual harassment from L.A. Reid at another label, so she left the industry altogether in 2002 and instead went and got her degree from Harvard Business School. Yikes. Now, in that same story, music journalist Sally reported that she had met, Tony Sally is her name, she met Simmons while on assignment. They went on a few dates, but ultimately she said they weren't an ideal pair. They were friends until one day he invited her to his apartment where she says he forced himself on her. He pushed me on the bed and jumped on top of me and physically attacked me. We were fighting. I said no. She said she was afraid of how things would turn out if she reported him to the police. And another woman 
Her name is Tina Baker, says that she met him at a club. He told her to come to his apartment to discuss her career. And once there, he started giving her drinks, trying to kiss her. And then he proceeded to pin her onto his bed and rape her. She said, I did nothing. I shut my eyes and waited for it to end. Now, the last woman, Christina Moore, her accusation is from 2014. She was at Art Basel in Miami. And she said that he told her he was being a bad girl. He wanted to tie her up. And that's when she and her friend eventually ran away. Now, Russell Simmons, on his behalf, has denied all of these allegations. He posted, I have never had a sexual encounter that was not consensual or lawful ever. He goes on to say that uh, in some of these instances, financial motives and direct contradictory witness testimony has been supplied to the media, which has been completely left out of stories. In the last few days, one woman attempted to extort me for $500,000 only to recant her ridiculous claim. The current allegations sent to me by the New York Times range from the patently untrue to the frivolous and hurtful. And seriously, how do you wow. handle these situations? Because it's not like Russell can prove he didn't do it. So right now it's really just a game of he, shed, he said, she said. And these were in the 80s and 90s, he said, right? No, no one was in 2014. 2014. Oh my goodness. So what do you do in this situation? This is one of those times where you can't discredit the accuser, you can't discredit the accused either. Right, so he says, you know, he's been very candid about how he's lived his life and books it, but he will not accept responsibility for what he has not done. Well, I will say this. I don't know those young ladies, but I know Amanda Seals, and I believe Amanda Seals. So I don't know what Russell uh, needs to come clean about, but he needs to come clean about something. All right. Meanwhile, Tavis Smiley was suspended by PBS, and that's for troubling sexual misconduct allegations. Now, they've suspended him uh, after an investigation uncovered that those allegations are credible. He also has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He's a veteran in this business. Now, they, according to PBS, they said effective today, he is indefinitely suspended. He, they've also suspended distribution of his show, period. They engaged an outside law firm to conduct an investigation, and they interviewed witnesses as well as Tavis Smiley and found that there were multiple credible allegations of conduct that is inconsistent with their values and standards. What are these investigations? Though? I want to know what the investigations are. They interviewed are. people that work there. And, and they said in that case that they had witnesses. witnesses. Yeah, they okay. had witnesses. Yes. Who are people that work there? I just want to make sure they're doing thorough investigations, okay? I just don't want it to be a world where people can make accusations and allegations and then they get the boot. Well, PBS hired an outside company, which I like. That I thought that oh, was they smart. Yeah, yeah, they, they said they hired an outside company. And other people have text messages and pictures that they have as evidence as well. Damn, at PBS? So what if it happens to LeVar Burton? Would you believe that LeVar Burton was doing this to women during the Reading Rainbow Times if this happens? Listen, you never know Jesus who did Christ. what. Oh. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. We have a lot more about Lord that coming up. But and up next, Kevin Hart will be joining us. We'll kick it with Kevin Hart. Drop one of Clues Bombs for Kevin Hart. Okay. There's one person who, uh, who, 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 who gained something from all of these sexual harassment and sexual allegations. It was Kevin Hart because his little storm was paled in comparison to everything else we saw this year. That's right. But so, uh. Has Kev talked about that anyway yet? No. Oh, okay. First time for everything. That's right. We'll talk with Kevin Hart. All when you we come can back. eat rib buffet opens up now, people. Don't start. All right. All you can eat rib buffet <laughs> opens right. up now. All right. Hold the sides. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Friend this, to the room. This is our guy. He's sitting in the <laughs> chairs he bought us. That's Ooh. right. Kevin Hart, ladies nice and gentlemen. Too. What's going on? Kevin, man? what's up, my brother? Nothing. I'm admiring the chairs that y'all finally decided to you. use. We got a lot to get to. We're going to talk about all the movies and all that other stuff. Let's talk about but, it all, man. Well, let's get the bullshit out of the way. want to talk about okay? Before y'all start, I want y'all to know I have uh, my Invisalign tray in. So if I have okay, some, okay. uh, 
if my S's right. don't come out right. I don't want y'all to think it's I'm sick. <laughs> I don't want y'all to, going yeah, in want y'all to think that. Right. We well, first you. of all, thank you for ch- the money you donated to Change for Change, too. Yeah, did y'all dope. get it? The 50 grand. Yeah, we got that wire. Yeah, we, we got that wire. The wire came through. I sent it in. You know, I said it and then forgot about it. Three days later, y'all reminded me. Hey, Kevin, just want to make sure you remember what you said. Thank you, sir. Yeah, guys, I'm sending it now. Because you got a lot of flack for those chairs, too. People kept saying, when are you going to send the chairs? When are you going to send the chairs? People are jumping on your ass for anything. Go on, Sean. Get Speaking of jumping on ass, what was you thinking earlier this year when you got caught cheating in Vegas? Hey, brother, Mr. Listen. Irresponsible. It's, a, it, it's beyond irresponsible, okay? You want to get to it, Charlamagne, and I'm going to let you get what you want. Now, <laughs> oh boy. there's no way around it. The best way to do is just address it right on. You got to f- just say exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. That's Kevin Harden's dumbest moment. That's not the finest hour of my life. With that being said, you you make your bed, you lay in it. Okay? So you can't even say, what were you thinking? Because you weren't thinking. You can't say, Kev, what was you thinking when you did it? Mm-hmm. That's where the, the false reality comes in to a f*** up. Yeah, yeah. You don't plan to go to jail. Mm-hmm. You do some sh- then you get locked up and go, God damn, I'm in jail. Mm-hmm. That was my f*** up. Regardless of how it happened and what was involved and right. that I can't talk about, I'm guilty. I'm wrong. Me being wrong... I'm going to face the music. I'm going to go home. I'm going to address it. I'm going to make my wife full aware of what's going on and the situation that I have now put us in. And I'm hoping that she has a heart to where she can forgive me and understand that this is not going to be a reoccurring thing and allow me to recover from my massive mistake. That's what I'm trying to do, not only as a man, but within teaching a lesson to my son. If you do something wrong, stand in front of your wrong don't run away from it. This was dad's wrong. Now, how do you deal with it at home? Charlamagne and I have been through similar situations. Mm-hmm. What you mean similar? You got caught cheating. Okay. I, I said yeah. similar situations. <laughs> that, that's I'm a similar one. You, you running for candidate? Goddamn. Real PC? I mean, just, what are you talking about? You talking about the same thing? Similar. When you say similar. Right? Okay, go ahead. Now, how do you deal with that at home? Is it is everything smooth or every once in a while you might get a, a smack in the back of the no, head? No, your woman is not a Rug, you're not going to walk over your woman's back. Mm. It's a cold house. It's a very cold house for a minute, and rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there's good days and bad days. There's good days, there's bad days. Here's the here's the difference, though, okay? F***ing up and trying to recover from a f***er because you realize what you almost lost. Mm. See, that's, that's, that's the real difference here. You know, I don't feed into, you know, the people. Granted, I am... I am very much in front of the world. I am mm-hmm. in front of everybody. I am on a platform where I have volunteered to put my life on display. So I'm never going to complain about the negative shit that comes from it. But the reality is, Kevin f***ed up again. Oh, my God, again. No, I didn't. I didn't f*** up my first marriage. Stop it. Stop the talk. I don't like people bringing up my first marriage. I left my first marriage. I got a divorce. I filed. I'm the one that said, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not happy. The infidelity and shit was because we were both off. We're done. So I walked away from it. If you read the book, you kind of, you see you, that. You though. know that. People yeah. that are really, that are really following me and invested, you know that. That's not f***ing up. This time, granted, I f***ed up. I'm like, I got to repair this because this is what I want. This is my foundation. This is my, my wife, my, my kids. This is, I'm, I worked for this. There's nine plus years into this. I'm. God damn. All right, babe. This is this is bad on all accounts, but I got to fix it, and I'm going to work to fix it. That's the difference. As a man, when you want to work to fix it, and you want to fight for what you have, 
Now, you fuck up, and you're like, all right, look, it is what it is, and there's a level of high disrespect afterwards mm-hmm. to not recover from, then you're in a different ballpark. And I think as a woman, when a man cheats, you're always thinking, well, he doesn't love me, and but that's not the case. Because as you, the guys in this room can attest, it has nothing to, to do with our women. But for us, it's hard to grasp, like, why? You know what I mean? As a woman, you're like, but I do everything for you. We're in love. Everything's perfect. I will never try to debate and go back and forth with the levels of emotion, the understanding that a woman needs to know for why something happened. I get it. Women are women. Men are men. It's something that you have to understand that your woman's going to go through, and you got to be patient. Mm-hmm. And and literally give your woman the time that she needs to recover from that, and afterwards still know that that's gonna come back up. Absolutely. There's yep. days when we ride in the car and I just catch her staring at the side of my face. I act like I don't feel it. I do the same. I just act like I don't feel it, and I just keep driving. But I know. But the difference is, is I love I love my. F- Wife. Right. My wife knows my, my heart. Mm-hmm. You know who your man is, and you know what I stand for. Right. You know the foundation that we've built. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the negativity that comes from outside comes from a place where people are unhappy. Unhappy people like to see other people unhappy. So when you get people throwing negative shit at you, negativity loves company. Now, what was you drinking that night that, that I can stay away from it? Because there was only one part <laughs> of that video. Listen. You was in the bed, listen. and somebody looked like they was taking a picture listen, of y'all. I can't, I can't, I don't even, think get, you, look, I can't even get into status behind the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's a real federal investigation. And like I said, regardless of that, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to throw it to that. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I, don't want, I don't want people thinking, I'm like, yeah, man, this is, and that's why there's no excuse. Right. I shouldn't have been in the situation. I shouldn't have did it. I can't put all but the blame the on le- you, though. the levels of sh- that will come out, people are going to be like, oh, oh, sh-. Where was Wayne? Just stop hey, somebody. Wayne, hey, listen. where were you? I was by myself. <laughs> I was by myself. Keep out that situation. No team, nobody. I was by. I was supposed to be. Where was we supposed to be at? I was supposed to be in Barcelona, mm-hmm. but the 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 terrorist attack that happened that morning. Right. So the bomb and goes off. Boom. Oh, I'm not going. I'm chilling. My wife was and she was out. She was with her family. She's out of town. I'm by myself. I'm like, yo, I'm going to Vegas. I'm by myself. I don't call him until the next day. I jump on the jet with my boy. I'm there literally. Mm-hmm. Silly willy. My security don't get in that night. It was on the whim. On the fly. I'm telling you, when when this breaks down, you're going to be like, oh, my God. It's the freakest of the freakest, but perfect. It's song, a, yeah. Listen, it's a gut punch from God. Mm-hmm. This is a reality check and a gut punch from God that is not ignored. I got a DUI. I didn't ignore it. Oh, my God. The next one, they say I'm going to jail? Okay. Yeah. No no more. I'm getting a driver. I, mm-hmm. I'm in my sprinter. If, if I'm ever going out to drink and drive, I learned my lesson. It's a gut punch from God. You're not invincible. You can't move the way you think you can move. I can take it away like this. I, God, yes, you can. Jesus Christ, I'm done. I Don't call me for shit. I'm going home. Okay, where you at at this? Home. Wait, 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 After wait. this interview, I'm going home. <laughs> don't ask me. I don't want. I don't want no parts of it no more. I'm 38. I'm about to be 40 soon. I tap out. All right, we got more with Kevin Hart. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. BJ Envy Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Kevin Hart's in the building. Yee. Does this get incorporated into the stand-up, or is it something that I'm, I'm an open book? Of course, 100. Mm-hmm. percent hundred percent. I'm not. Here's the thing. I, I talk about things because I don't want people to ever have a chance to, 
to say about me that I never said. That's right. Live your truth and nobody you're needs not, it yeah, against you. Yeah, you're not going to have information on me to where I go in places and I'm uncomfortable. Now, how was that conversation with your wife telling her that you want to talk about this on your on your thing? Because now it reintroduces feelings it's, every it is, city. Well, that's different because it's not, that's not a bad conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, in no way am I ever disrespectful or demeaning mm-hmm. to her. And it's all about me. My dumb moves, my movement. I'm never putting her down, you know. She, she knows that. You're on a pedestal forever. It's my f- rib. I don't care what anybody says. You're you're my rib. That's my wife. You're up here. Well, what's your favorite side to have with your ribs? Well, Shut up, man. <laughs> Shut up. Sir. That's a great joke, y'all, man. You know I know some about you. <laughs> you, know, I know some, you know I know some stuff that happened to you back in the day. That we need to get into, but I'm not going to do it to you. <laughs> I say that the one thing that really, the one thing that really, like, really bothered me when people try to put the shit on her of karma mm-hmm. home wrecker right. yeah yeah yeah, you, yeah that's yeah, karma yeah. like that that title was put on her by my ex out of anger out of whatever like you can go look up anything in history you've never heard me bad talk my kid's mother right my ex-wife never I don't do it it's not my it's not my character never but in her most emotional time she lashed out against Nico so those titles of homewrecker, mistress, all that stuff was put out and portrayed from a, a image that wasn't true. Mm. So when people try to run with that, that woman didn't have nothing to do with right. my marriage. That woman didn't have nothing to do with me leaving my wife. That Nothing. I'm separated. You got to be legally separated to file for a divorce. I was legally separated for a year before I even filed for a divorce. I had tons of women during that time. Me and my wife stuck. We stuck. So the the image that was attempted to be put on this woman's back wasn't a fair image. And that's that's what I don't like. I don't like that because she's not that. She's nothing near that. And the fact that I have a prize in finding me what I feel is a f- amazing woman, a woman that I'm lucky to call my wife, lucky to have put up with the sh- that she put up and still allow me to say that I'm her husband, that's a that's an amazing quality that she has mm-hmm. that I bow down to. So the fact that people try to take that quality away and diminish her character, that's where I almost lost it for a mm-hmm. second. It was a cold red. When, when when we found out, I called Charlemagne. <laughs> like, what what time was it? That was stupid. He he actually he sent me he sent me the video. I said yeah. cold red on Sunday cold morning. Red. Cold Kevin Hart. I cold thought something red. was wrong for real. No, like I, I thought said, something happened. Like I said cold red. The black is hot. Cold red. This is this was this was for I, me. This was as bad as it is. No, ever it, been. Was, it was. It was. This was this was as bad as it ever. And been. I my dumb ass watched it in the bed with my wife. But but here's something else too though and and you know this is why I'm glad that you even brought it up I want other you know entertainers celebrities people to understand social media magnifies things oh absolutely by by 3000 percent absolutely so as bad as it is it's not as bad as this makes it right you know a lot of these people get down on themselves and they feel like the world I can't go outside everybody yeah. know oh my god at the end of the day your household the people around you those are the people that fucking matter mm-hmm. those are the people that really really matter don't allow this to make you think that this ain't what it's supposed to be step away from this for a second i love it i embrace social media on the highest level but don't let a hundred comments make you feel like the world is watching you don't make a thousand people talking 
feel like the world is watching you. At the end of the day, that's the internet's job. The internet's job is to thrive off of negativity, mm-hmm. not positivity. Right. So when you understand that and your partner understands that, hey, but let's push this to the side. Let's make sure we straight before we get back in this. Mm-hmm. Cuss me out every day. Smack me in the, in the back of my head every goddamn day. But we're not going to allow this to get us. Because that'll probably make her matter. It's going to make you matter, but yeah. I had to make her understand. It's like, that's their job. And right. is she good with that? Because people are reckless in comments. Get reckless, but that's their job. Right. Click on fa- half them pages. It's, it's either eggs or eggs. or private. Right. How did her family react? Because I know that had to be difficult. I mean, my, man, the mama jumped in my ass. Everybody <laughs> jumped in the ass. <laughs> ass. You know. Dad tried to talk to me. I said, like, "Come on, now. I know, I know you." Hey, I got to you from back in the, <laughs> my dad. the funniest thing was my dad. The funniest thing, my dad is trying. To, I want to talk. Shut the f- up, Dad. What are you, you going to tell me? I know you. I know what you did. I just read a story. Your dad stabbed somebody in the head for six dollars. I, I don't on know. Radar online. I don't that's know, gracious. man. I think that's pushed up, man. I don't read none of it. I will say though, I don't want no ladies to take this the wrong way. This was a good year to get caught cheating. I'm gonna tell you why. Charlemagne said that. I want to. No, I want to state. I want to state. It's never a good time. I want to state on record. <laughs> that there is never a good never time, a good time. Never. to be caught. This is Kevin Hart. This is my voice. <laughs> I want to state on record that I'm saying there is never a good time. Never. Uh, to be caught cheating. Or to cheat. Listen, or to, or to cheat. cheat. You're okay. right. But if I want to say I love my wife. All right, go ahead, Charlotte. Jay-Z 444 album. So Jay-Z been apologizing all year. And then you had uh, Usher. Usher had his herpes story. Then Harvey would always. This all is these- all Charlemagne <laughs> talking <laughs> to all of my friends that he is talking about. I stand by you and everything that you have went through. I ride with you guys. I love y'all. Go ahead, Charlemagne. All the sex scandals in Hollywood. He kind of pushed y'all to the side. You was able to just, you know what, deal with it. Mine's, mine's is different because I'm different. I'm not. I I'm, I'm very adamant about. Facing whatever it is. I'm not going to run from it. Mm-hmm. So it's a different story. I didn't run. Mm-hmm. I'm not haul assing from my problem. Like, it is what it is. I, I said it. I addressed it. I'm wrong. I know women are going to have a level of discomfort and hate that really stood by my wife in the relationship. Mm-hmm. If I, I know that. For that, I'm, I'm not only extremely sorry to her, I'm sorry that I disappointed you guys. Mm-hmm. And that's on some real man shit. I'm the one that had to walk into a baby shower with with whoa the f- wow. with, you whoa. talking about you talking whoa. about some sh- whoa. <laughs> hey you talking whoa. about you talking about the goddamn lava tank whoa. <laughs> the baby shower you talking about the women lined up on the wall that I know that that are in my house on a regular basis you got to walk through that sh- with the Denzel and the and glory <laughs> when the dude that sh- was coming and he got that I, I faced that I faced that rightfully so. I didn't try to run away from that, babe. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to face some music from everybody. I'm going to stand in front of it. I'm going to take that because I need to take as much of this off of you because you're not wrong. I'm wrong. Was there ever a point where she was saying that she was planning to leave you or you thought she might? My wife is not a pushover, man. (laughs) This is all I will say. My Mm -hmm. wife is not a rug. That woman is a woman. She is real. Don't don't let the, the smile and the innocent... Uh, posture. You don't see her talk on social media. Nobody sees her really mm-hmm. talk. That I know that woman. That woman, when she see red, she see red. It's very much something that I had to repair, mm-hmm. and it took time to repair it. All right, we got more with Kevin Hart when we come back. Don't move. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Kevin Hart in the building. Charlemagne. 
You know how I know it's no joke in your house? Because every now and then you'll let the grades flourish. And hey. I'll, be, I'll be like, fuck hell hey. going through. <laughs> listen, hey, man. Listen, that's, you know when you knew you was going to get an ass whooping and you still had to go home? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you know how scary that shit is? Like, you know you're going to yeah. get up, but you like I, I got, I, I ain't got no it. place to sleep tonight. Yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah. go in there. That turn of the door, mm-hmm. it's all levels of fear. And I mean, look, I'm a comedian, so I'm always going to find a, a way to joke about things, or you know, to find a positive and a negative. The real positive in this, I swear to God, on 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 my kids, on all of my kids, Heaven, Hendrix, Kenzo, y'all, I'm a better man. I'm a better man because of the light bulb that's off. That has went off right now was the one that was supposed to go off because this line, this straight line that I'm walking on now, oh, there is no, there, there are no moments to be off balance. There are no more shots. There are no more chances. I'm done. Right. I'm on some grown man different. Sh- where if it doesn't involve my family, I'm not interested. And it's easy for people on the outside looking in to say, oh, if that was me, I would have did this, oh, or if it. that was me. But I will say witnessing firsthand oh, bitch, ooh, and me going through what Walmart, he went through. Dude, hit it twice. Somebody, you got to leave him. Bitch, tell us, Lydia. You with Troy. <laughs> Troy been whooping your ass. I saw it like we tried to tell you. That's a complete thing. And you you telling my wife she need to go? Like, yeah. The people that lend advice, you're like, what? What the f***? Huh? <laughs> bad advice, man. I, I notice even when you get in trouble, people can't wait to take shots at you. And I'm like, come on, we know Kev. Of course. Like, yeah, yeah, come on. I, can, I mean, look, we we talking about it. Here's, all right, Michael Blackson. Here, here's an example. That, that's I'm, a perfect one. Listen, yeah. I'm from Philadelphia. Mike mm-hmm. is from Philadelphia. I love Michael Blackson. So Mike really from Philly? I, I that's think always been so. Well, he's, he's, he's been here, but, you know, yeah. he put the African accent on. And this is, this is, this is show you how, <laughs> this is show you how classy I am. Okay. Because you're a comedic brother and a friend, he went through his darkest time. Hey, man, that's, that's unfortunate. I don't want to see Mike go through that. This is me having a conversation with my friends. I hope he beats it. Mike turned into the the, the Instagram model that just shows her ass that's looking for life. <laughs> that's what Mike turned into. Mike turned into that guy. Yeah, Kevin Hart, what the f***? What? Mike, I'm your guy. I, if you don't know me, I get it. I'm supposed to be your guy, but now you're looking for likes because the conversation of Kevin Hart drives attention to you. So now you put your relationship with me in jeopardy because you want to capitalize off of a yeah, Kevin Hart yeah, cheating yeah. scandal? That becomes your bits? Okay, Mike. I guess. Now I was going to ask that because, you know, I guess. at that point, you you fighting for your, you fighting for your relationship. So nothing's funny to you. No, listen, and you know what, you though? It's, it's like, not that it's nothing funny. It's the it's the people that, the that people do. that talk. As you, a man, I can Like, do. you just go, yeah, yeah. you go, huh? Listen, people was hitting me like, you got to give Kev Donkey today. Two things. Number one, Kev, my man. Number two, I can't give a man Donkey today for cheating because I've been there. Mm-hmm. You it, know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> I don't like the false reality. Like, Joe Budden did a podcast on it. Joe, you was on Love and Hip Hop with, with thirty with thirty different relationship scandals. Joe and Joe's been alleged to beat a bunch of women. Joe, like, like, I'm, but I'm not gonna throw them so. I'm like Joe. I got nothing but love for you though, Joe. I'm a I'm gonna go ahead and let it pass. You know why? Because I'm different. I'm different. I lose respect for the men, the men that you know that you know. I know you and I know what you've been through. How does this become your your spectacle? 
I want Mike, the, the, the biggest thing with Mike, I said, God damn, you know, Mike running and talk. I wish Mike worked as hard as his craft. Mike, I want to see an hour special from you. I hope this promotes you so you can do an hour special. I want to fund it, Mike, because it, it ain't coming no time soon. Let me fund it. Well, you a petty cancer. Let me, but I'm saying, let that's me. That's a petty cancer, right? Me, that's, that's a petty cancer, right? There. But that's me saying, you know what? If, 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 my, right. if my drastic situation has sparked a creative juice in you for you to get better, I'm going to applaud you for it, and I hope it continues. And when you do get to that point, Still going to help you. So certain, I'm still going to help you. In particular, one of the main things for me was that a lot of people were saying things to a woman who's pregnant at the time also. And I think that's a really insensitive time to try people to go see, in on her. That's for, part of the movie. People want to see the bad movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. The story of she lost the baby when Kevin. Oh, that, that's that a is, great. Oh, my God. That movie. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, like my she's God. She's already going through a lot. But then on top of that, she's pregnant. Oh, my yes. God. But I would love. Oh, my God. What if? Oh, that's going to make this movie good. People want to see the movie, but you if you if you're an individual, man or woman that has an understanding and mindset that people are just negative. Not everybody. I'm gonna tell you the worst thing in the world for a woman that's unhappy and miserable is to surround herself with women that are happy. That's a, that's the worst thing in the world for a woman that's unhappy. No relationship, no foundation. I'm not happy. All these happy bitches around me. <laughs> Look at all these happy bitches with their men holding hands, doing things every goddamn day. I don't like it. The minute that one of those things get to cracking and falling apart, the unhappy woman is the first woman to get in your ear. Uh-uh, look, girl, you need to get... This is sad. I want company. I'm unhappy. I want company. I want more unhappy people. That's the reality. If you get that and you understand that, it'll never bother you, man. Is there people that you're going to cut off because of this? Like, no. It's like me just saying that about Mike was just a, make an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, people, no, I don't, I got nothing to love Mike. He's still from Philly. He's still a comedian. I still well, have Mike from Philly a fraternity. Or Africa, hey, now. man, who knows? What I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is that I'm still, I'm still Kev with a good heart. I've heard the accident, the accident, and I've heard it drop in the same sentence and come back. <laughs> I never brought attention to it, but I'm still here for him. Like, I got a network. Laugh gotcha. out loud. Like I would love to get you to come on and do some. Sh I'm still that guy. Well, we had we had uh, another comedian up here, and it was a uh, Gary Owen. Said you owe you owe some money. Goddamn right, I owe him that money. <laughs> <laughs> I owe Gary two thousand dollars. Well, you don't want to pay Gary. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gary, two thousand dollars. Gary, he makes me feel like I'm running from him, but I actually like forget right. that he'll just send me like a text. Hey, buddy, I'm out, man. Just thinking about you and the two thousand dollars you never sent me. Thank <laughs> like, you, Gary. No, I, I'm actually. I got. To I have to give Gary his money. Gary Owens is a, a good friend, man. I'm a big fan of him, and you know what? I gotta, I gotta pay Gary's bet. He said he called you during this time and he spoke to you, and then at the end of it, he said, "Don't forget, you, you know." You, you <laughs> that's, but those are the people like that's what I appreciate. Yeah, you know, like call me, talk to me. That's mm -hmm. us. That's what we're supposed to do. That's right. that's your real friends. When hit the fan, he's supposed to call you and go, "Hey, jackass, uh, don't know what's going on, man, but what the f hey, I see your work though." That's like he, he got a. That's, that's a real friend. You yeah. don't ignore. Sh Gary went straight to the point. Hey, man, this is up, man. I I hope you're good. Keep your head up, Cam. But uh, you know you still owe me that money, so tell me. I, you gotta respect that beautiful... That's beautiful ignorance, man. I love Gary for that. Alright, we got more with Kevin Hart. When we come back, we're gonna push rumors back a little bit and talk to Kevin Hart some more, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Kevin Hart in the building. Charlemagne. Now, are you wrong because you're wrong, or wrong because you got caught? Here's okay. Let's. That's a. That's a great question. There was a moment in my life where I moved as a man, and you move effortless because you think it's it's nonchalant. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Granted, in my marriage now, no, I didn't move the way that I was moving at once upon a time. No, I wasn't reckless the way I was at once upon a time. But this is wrong because I had what I wanted. Mm. I had what I wanted in a foundation at home, in a family, in a comfort, in a comfort zone. I worked so hard to get here. I built this brand. We sit on the fruits of my labor. Oh, my God, I'm as happy as I want. What the f*** am I doing? Mm-hmm. It don't get better. That's why it's wrong. Yeah. So 100% in this case, it's wrong because it's wrong. So, Kevin, what was the conversation that you had like with your daughter as opposed to what you had to tell your son? My conversation with my kids, while I love them so much, my daughter, God, man, it's so scary because she's 12 and she's 12 going on 25. Kids are on the internet. Kids see everything. There's no way to protect your kids from that. Mm-hmm. I had to sit my daughter down and have a real talk Here's what dad did. I'm wrong. Here's why. I mean, a real talk. What was her reply? Oh, my daughter had every right to be upset and be hurt. She loved Nico. That relationship is a real relationship. They are close. Yes, honey. I understand, but understand. Dad, I love you, and I know your heart, but you're wrong. Like, a real talk. I I praise my kids for having the understanding to know when Mm -hmm. something is wrong. They took the father title away for a second and just realized wrong. And we had to address it. There was me talking to my wife, there was me talking to my kids, and there was me talking to my wife and my kids. There was several conversations. The son conversation different. I remember I confronted my dad for cheating, and my dad said, huh, one day you'll understand. (laughs) Hey, hey, the son, my, your son is different because... Your son gonna ride with dad, mm-hmm. no matter what. Your your son is just, he's little you. So the lesson for my son, which is what I'm constantly preaching in the house, you know, my son got a bad habit. If he get a bad grade on the test, he hide the grade. I don't get mad at him. I explain to him why that's worse than getting a bad grade. Mm-hmm. You hiding the grade is ten times worse than getting a bad grade because that means you're accepting the bad grade. That means that you're willing to hide this and never repair it. You don't want to fix it because you don't want nobody to know about it. So you're just going to keep hiding bad grades. That's how you get dumber and dumber. I said, the real man in you should get that grade and hold it up like this and face whatever's coming. Because now you're only going to get better because you're not going to want to face whatever you faced before. So when I'm teaching those lessons and then I come home with my version of a bad grade, I can't hide it because now my son ain't going to respect what I got to say. Right. So I stood in front of it. My book is called Life Lessons. God damn it, I'm full of them. I'm full of them because I find them in whatever I do. I truly believe that we are all writing a book. And in that book, you got good chapters, bad chapters. The ending of that book is something that you control. Do you recover from all this shit or do you not? Is it a downward spiral that keeps on spiraling out of control or is it an upward goddamn swing to where you got it together? The most interesting person that I truly have an abundance of respect for. Robbie Downey Jr. I invisible. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Look into this life, man. Oh, no, no. He went through it. Look into yeah. his life. He was done before Iron Man. Oh, my God. 
but the recovery, mm-hmm. the recovery of getting mm-hmm. help, getting this, changing this, getting this back, going back through here, doing this stuff, and making it back to the top where I once was and went all the way down, came all the way up, re-founded a, a love, a wife, a kid. I got, that's a, that's a book. I want to read that book. Well, Kev, the best apology is change behavior, man. 100%. And you just can't get caught ever again. Not even, you can't cheat. Yeah, you can't do it. Ever That's again. it. My fault. That is Charlemagne. Right, my fault. You can't cheat uh, ever again. Everybody, that is Charlemagne no, no, he, saying that. You can't cheat. I don't cheat no more. Either. Well, brother, I don't know what you're doing. That's your personal business. <laughs> That's your personal business. I'll never know because I don't hang out. I go home. You go home. I go home right. and I build bird houses in my off time. That's what I do. But I you can't it. ever again because uh, this Breakfast Club interview will be used against you. Hey, listen. Well, they, the, the other one was. Exactly. And the same part, and that one, I was just talking about how stupid it is to put yourself in bad positions. That's what I said. I was like, it's stupid to put yourself in these bad positions. I put myself in a bad position. Yeah, Yeah, that's just dumb. Not thinking. They use it against me. And look, I'm, I'm praying to God. I'm praying to God that this mindset that I have now is one that will not only last forever that my kids can see, but I'm telling you, man, the past is the past. I don't I don't look back. The only time you should look back is to see how far that you've come. At the end of the day, I'm still Kevin Hart. I am still very much myself. The changes that are coming are changes for myself to make me better. I am very happy at the shit that has happened because it made me better. With that being said, man. SNL this weekend. I'm hosting SNL this weekend. What, <laughs> uh, third in. time? Third time, man. I'm excited about the monologue. You know, I'm going to give people a taste of what to expect from this irresponsible tour. Give them a nice little bit of stand-up. Uh, I'm excited that I'm back on tour because this this hour here is probably my darkest. And you see they got this, this new thing now where they just don't kick people out for cell phones. They put a cell phone in the pouch and then they close the pouch. So that way... Yeah, I don't, look, what's, what ain't broke? You don't fix, brother. Okay? You should have been thrown out, Envy. They told you. I know what you're getting at. They told you to put the phone up. You don't listen. And that's that's the problem with a lot of people. You don't listen. Yeah. They you know, threw your ass out. Now, I, I never told you this, but I saw you when you was on your way out. <laughs> I can see you from the stage. They got it. They got Envy. They damn sure got it. <laughs> that's funny because when I went to go see Chris Mack and I, they were putting my phone in the pouch, they mentioned Envy getting kicked out of the Kevin Hart show. Yeah. When they gave me the pouch, they were like, yeah, we got these now. So you know how Envy got kicked out of the they, Kevin the, Hart listen, show. Listen, the pouch are good. I don't want people taping my shows mm-hmm. when I got 200 more. You you put these jokes on the internet where they know my jokes now. Yeah. What's the level of surprise in seeing me in any city? I'm not going to jeopardize that, man. Why? What's the, what's the benefit of still doing movies like Jumanji and stuff like that? You want to appeal to the masses. Jumanji is a movie for everybody. It's a, it's a family movie that provides action, adventure, comedy. You're going to get adult jokes. You're going to get things that kids go crazy about. You're going to get things that the teenagers and millennials go crazy about. But more importantly, it's a movie that plays all over the world. The action, adventure comedy, the comedy, the serious version. The There's so many things that I have my hand in right now that people will see that I've been working on. Like, it's the involvement. Uh, you know, right now I'm about to take this class. Not even a class, it's just me and this uh, Marine, this ex-Marine guy who... We're doing this this heavy artillery course over the course of two months where I just learn how to really use weapons, combat, all that shit. Because the action movie's coming up, I got to be able to fit the part for real. 
So I'm putting you myself. You about to be a real action hero? Man, I got some shit brewing, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I got some shit brewing. You think I'm bullshit if you want to. You just can, watch it. Nothing. Listen, you watched it. You think I'm in the gym all heavy just to, just to get out here and post a picture on Instagram. You can kiss my ass. I got some real shit coming up on Horizon. Now, you got to believe what you, it. What do you do if The Rock asks you to be in Fast and Furious with him? To replace Tyrese. you want to ask? <laughs> Cause you know that's coming, Kev. <laughs> hey man, look, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay out of that. Man. I keep, the, I keep the big fella in a in a positive space. I mean, look, it would have to make sense, you know. It would, it would have to make sense. It's an amazing franchise, and if I did come around and pop up, you know, we would have to make it make sense. It would have to be special. But you know, I feel like you got that call already, Kev. In no way, shape, or form would it ever be replacing Tyrese. Tyrese is he's great in the franchise. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, that's a guy. I don't believe in kicking people when they down. So I, I've I got nothing but respect for the dude. And I hope that whatever he's going through, that eventually it all passes and that he gets better. Well, congratulations. congratulations. Congrats, Thank you. congrats Thank you. on everything, yeah, man. man. You Thank haul you. him shake through the pressure this year like it was nothing, Kev. <laughs> I'm not, I was happy for you, man. Hey, man. I'm praying for you. Hey, man, thank you. I appreciate y'all as usual. Uh, Dope-ass conversation. People, I will be announcing. Everybody's asking me about the tour. What am I announcing? The rest of the cities. I'm announcing them after the new year. This tour will be big. The production behind it will be big. Uh, those that have came out before, you know I don't do anything small. So buckle up. Irresponsible Tour, KevinHartNation.com. I will be announcing more cities after January. SNL this weekend, Jumanji. SNL this weekend, 21st, right? December 20th, Jumanji. 20th. By mm -hmm. far the biggest movie that I've done to date. To those that ride with me, hey man, I appreciate you for standing by me. To those that I've disappointed, truly do apologize. Understand that the man that sits here talking to you now is a better man because of it. And I will not let you down again. To my wife, my rib, I love you. I appreciate you. I am a better man because of you. And you have displayed a strength that I've never seen before with what you did and what you put up with and what you pushed out. Kenzo Cashheart is a lucky-ass boy. He's lucky to call you his mom. Uh, I think that's my button. That's how I'm going to end it, people. All right. My there man. You there you All have right. it. Kevin Hart. Then there's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. Hey, Donkey of the Day for Thursday, December 14th goes to NBA Hall of Famer Charles Barkley. Now, Charles Barkley called in the ESPN Radio's Garlic and Wingo show yesterday, and he was asked about Leangelo and LaMelo Ball signing one-year contracts to play basketball in Lithuania. Uh, let's hear what Charles Barkley had to say. He represents everything that's bad about sports. It's all about him. You know, I just feel bad for those kids because, you know, he, everybody talk about he might be a good father, this and that. No, he's not. He's just exploring his kids. He's all about big ball of brand. He has no foreseeable talent. He's trying to make money on his kids. And I just feel sadness for those kids because they're going to do whatever he tells them to do. He's And I just don't like the guy at all, plain and simple. And don't tell me he's a good father. Just because you exploit your kids trying to make money because you have no talent. That does not make you a good father. 
I can't tell you how much this disgusts me, all right? Charles Barkley, you should be ashamed of yourself. First of all, I have no idea why some of you Negroes are so invested in LeVar Ball and his family losing. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It makes absolutely no sense to me. That man is betting on himself, betting on his family, trying to establish his own brand so he can be Nike, so he can be Adidas, so he can be Reebok, instead of just working for them. And some of y'all Negroes really have a problem with that. How can you say this man is exploiting his own kids? How can you say this man is trying to make money off his own kids? Let me ask you a question, Charles. What is LeVar doing that a white agent wouldn't be doing? Or a white manager? Or the white executives at these sneaker companies? Would you be more comfortable with them being exploited by white corporate executives? Would you be more comfortable if white corporate executives was making money off them? I'm really confused by this. He said LeVar is trying to make money off his kids because he has no talent. What talent do these white corporate executives have? Huh? The NBA, these sneaker companies, these sports agencies are all full of talentless executives making money off people way more talented than them. Why is it business as usual when the white executives do it, but exploitation when LeVar is doing it? Can somebody please ask Charles Barkley the difference for me? Because I really want to know. All right? Charles Barkley said LeVar Ball is all about the big baller brand. So what? So what? The man explained to you why he wants to start his own brand and why they didn't just run out and sign an endorsement deal with a sneaker company like everybody else does. It's simple math. He talked about it here on The Breakfast Club yesterday. Let's hear it. Coming from the hood, how hard is it to turn down the money that I'm sure is offered to you by sneaker companies? Cause like, um, It's not hard to turn down if you've got a bigger vision. Gotcha. See, see these guys just tell you, okay, we're going to give you $10 million. They don't tell you they made $500 million off you. Mm. Now when they give you a 50% raise and give you 50 million, you'd be like, oh, shoot, they done paid me. That's why they all get stuck at that endorsement deal at 200 million. Oh, they're going to give you 20 million to start. Five years go by, you do something. Now they say, you know what, we're going to give you 200 million. Not telling you, we made that in the first year. I feel like this model is something that could would change the relationship between NBA players and sneaker companies forever. Because I feel like this could have been done. Oh, it's, it's going to be changed. Yeah, that's all we want to do is set that ripple effect, man. Instead of just running mm -hmm. in this same lane that everybody been in for the longest. What's the problem? So you mad at that man because he's playing a legacy game? Because he's trying to set his family up to be wealthy for a long time by attempting to be the next big sneaker company instead of being the next big Negro signed to a sneaker company? How can you say he's trying to make money off his kids when I'm sure he's already turned down endorsement money from sneaker companies? If it was all about the money, he would have gotten an endorsement deal already, but he's playing the long game. Legacy, legacy, legacy. Why is that a problem? Now, this is what I hate more than anything. Say what you want about this man's business decisions, but how are we going to keep saying this man not a, a good father? Listen to what Charles Barkley had to say about LeVar's fathering skills. First of all, I wish there was a place farther away from America they could send him. I would never leave my kids over there. If he's a legit father, he should stay over there with those kids the entire time. That would prove something to me. You know, people want to say he's a great father. Well, stay over there with those kids. I will never send my two teenage kids to Lithuania and then show back up in the United States the next day. I would stay with my kids if I was a good father. What evidence do we have to say that LeVar Ball is a bad father? He's a bad father because his son is listening to him. His kid's not on drugs. They're not selling drugs. They're not out robbing people. They're not in and out of jail. As long as we've been hearing about this family, the worst thing we've heard about these kids is Jello stealing a pair of shades out of a store with his teammates at UCLA. We haven't seen these kids be disrespectful to people. I mean, other than Lonzo disrespecting Nas a little, but you know what I mean. All right, all these young boys are getting paid to do what they love to do, which is basketball. LeVar has instilled discipline and work ethic in those boys to get them to, get them to this point. And we say he's a bad father? 
We are begging these young boys to not listen to their dad. As much slack as black fathers get for not being in their kids' lives, now we have a black father who is micromanaging his son's lives, and people have a problem with that. Charles, LeVar don't have to prove nothing to you. That man has been raising these kids, feeding these kids, guiding these kids since birth, got them to this point, and now all of a sudden he has to stay in Lithuania to prove to you that he's a good father. Well, who are you? These niggas, man. Now, now, here's the thing that really disappoints me about what Charles Barkley said. Listen to this. And I just don't like the guy at all. Oh. Plain and simple. Oh, play that again, man. Play, play that one part again. Please. And I just don't like the guy at all. Plain and simple. You just don't like the guy at all. Plain and simple. He said he just don't like that guy. Hmm. Well, Charles Barkley, House Negroes usually don't like field Negroes, so that's understandable. But I have never heard you say you don't like someone who is actually a threat to the black community. I've heard you make excuses for police officers who are killing unarmed African Americans. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I saw him campaigning for Doug Jones this week. I didn't even hear him say he straight up don't like Roy Moore. I, I've never heard you say you straight up don't like Donald Trump. If I'm wrong, somebody please correct me. But why are you so quick to denounce another black man and say you don't like him simply because he's challenging the system? <laughs> please give Charles Barkley the biggest hee-haw. Now, when, when Naval was here, he said he was going to go with his kids to Lithuania. He looked at you like you was crazy when you suggested yeah, yeah, that he, he wouldn't be, be there. there. Like, he I, said, of course I will be there. We see this man with his kids all the time. Why wouldn't he be in Lithuania? Because like, I asked him. I said, I, well, listen, you know man, me, I want to play in the NBA. He said, no, I'm, I'm going to be with my kids in Lithuania. Bro, the, the, the things that you Negroes do sometimes boggle my mind, okay? I love black people, but I hate niggas. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, hit her up right now to help you with all your problems. Again, 800-585-1051. Ask Yee. We'll take your calls right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a young lady on the line. What's your name, Mama? What's up? It's Allison. Allison, you sound so depressed. What's your question for Yee? <laughs> I'm depressed. Okay, so I wanted to know, like, okay, if you're, I'm dating this guy, right? Or we've been dating off and on for several years. Um, nothing really serious, just casual dating. And so... Lately, he's been bringing up the idea of us having a child together, which I feel like is kind of weird mm-hmm. because we've never solidified anything. We've never really been in a real committed relationship or anything like that. But for years, he's been bringing up us having a child. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, what is... So I feel like this situation is just strange because why would somebody want to just have a child with me but. So the problem is this. Y'all have never had a discussion about your relationship. You guys are just F buddies, right? Not really. We don't even F around like that. Um, I mean, we dated like once upon a time years ago, um, and it was never really anything serious. Mm-hmm. But throughout the years, like it's been like seven years. So throughout the years, we always run into each other. We bump into each other. Like we'll go out. We have fun, blah, blah, blah. And we part. We go our separate ways. We live our lives. But somehow, some way, somehow, we always come back together again. 
And, you know, we talk, we sometimes we hang out, but we don't really, like, mess around like that anyway. So, so all right, here's have, a like, real a question. Clear... Do you like him like that? Do you want to be in a relationship with him? Actually, I, I do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind taking it there with him. Okay, so before he starts talking about all oh, discussing having a child together, maybe what y'all need to do is have a discussion, a real one, about what are me and you doing. I don't want to discuss having a child with you. I would rather know where do we stand with each other before we even get to that part. We never even seriously dated. True, and I and I tried that approach. Mm-hmm. So I was like, because, like, okay, recently, he was like, oh, you know, um, you're going to move back, because I moved out of the state. So he's like, all right, we're, you're going to move back, and um, we're going to, like, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll figure everything out when you get here. Um, and so I'm like, what? What do you mean figure things out when you get here? I'm like, but we have to have a plan for this type of thing. But he's like, no, we don't need to plan. Um, sometimes you just need to do things and just get it done. Okay, but that doesn't sound like that's how you do things. No, that is not the way I do things. I'm like, no, we need to have a plan. Like, this needs to be clear and solidified. And, with their, like, everything just needs to be straight. Like, okay, I don't so just... I'm, I'm assuming you don't want to just have a kid with him, which is what it seems like he wants to do, and then figure out your relationship. You need to figure exactly. out your relationship first. So what he needs to do is, if he's serious, he needs to step up and show and prove. He hasn't done that yet. So once he does that, it's really on your terms. True. So okay. don't let him talk you into anything that you don't think that you doing this and having a baby with him is going to be what makes him want to be with you. you no, know what I'm saying? I, I don't. I don't right. think. Yeah. And that's not ultimately what I want. What I want is a whole family life. Like, okay. it's not like, OK, I live in one state. You live in the next. We have a child, and every once in a while we come together and hang out. Like, not like no. Well, there and, and there is the way our relationship is now. I would be like, nah. And there's your answer. Okay, do you have to go for what you want? And if he can't provide that, then you're not going to be with him. Period. So that's it. This is the terms I have. We got to work on our relationship, and once that happens, we can discuss. All right. Well, thank you, Yee. You're welcome. Happy holidays. Thank you. All right. Ask Yee. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you got a question for Yee, hit up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Austin? Yep, I'm right there. Oh, boy. What's up, Austin? What's your question? Uh, yeah, so my question was, is, uh, like, how to deal with, like, jealousy issues, things like that. Okay, be specific. Tell me what happened. All right, so, uh, I was hanging out with a friend the other day. A friend or and, a girlfriend? Um, I was hanging out with my girlfriend the other day. And Why did you just call your girlfriend your friend? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm tired. It's just a long night. Okay. But uh, yeah, I was I was hanging out with my girlfriend the other day, and um, my friend came in and they started like having a thing over the table and everything like that. And, uh, so I left the I just left the restaurant. Having a thing. What is having a thing? Well, they started like kidding on each other, like you know. Flirting with each other. Yeah, exactly. Flirting with each other. And, you know, I just said at that point, like, I can't take that kind of shit. So I just, um, I just, I just walked out. I smoked a cigarette. My friend Dan came out and I talked to him. He said he was apologetic about the whole thing. But, uh, ever since then, um, I can't get this jealousy feeling over him. Okay, so like, what, when you said they were flirting, like, exactly what happened? He reached his, uh, hand over. Why was, so this is your friend. Why would he do this? I have honestly no idea. I was honestly so drunk at the time. I have no idea, but... So was was everybody drunk or something? Yeah, everybody was drunk. So he reached his hand, and he 
puts a number on a napkin, put the number on the napkin, he slipped it to her, and then she slipped it back, and I had no idea what the hell it was. Maybe it was a joke. I was thinking it was maybe a joke or something like that. Um, I found out that it wasn't actually... So they exchanged numbers. Yeah, yeah, I did. So actually what happened was she actually got me up out of my seat, and um, she said, hey, listen, your friend just gave me my number. And I'm like, are you okay with that? I'm like, no, I, you know, I, I'm like, I'm all right with it as long as it's friendly, you know? Wait, why would your friend be talking to her on the phone? Well, yeah, exactly. And why, why would you say you're well, okay with that? Well, yeah, why would I say I was okay with that? Well, maybe to look out for my best interest. All right, Austin, I'm confused about what's going on here. So do you feel that your girlfriend was wrong for what she did? Yes, I do feel like my girlfriend was wrong for what she did. So what are you wrong for? I am wrong for letting that whole thing happen. But she but no, willingly like she that. willingly did this. When, when me and Dan smoked a cigarette, I said, what you did in there was f***ed up and I'll never be able to forgive you. I didn't want to make a scene in front of everybody else. Mm-hmm. But um, the jealousy thing, now I have this um, big hole in my head about being jealous about it like that. Well, I, now, okay, Austin, Austin. I don't know if this is necessarily a jealousy thing. This sounds more like they both did something crazy that is inappropriate. Right, yeah. So, I don't know that you have a jealousy issue or if this is just something that was dead wrong on her part and on his part. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, is how do I get over the, the jealousy of them hanging out together now? Oh, so now they're talking. together. Yeah, now they're together hanging out. Okay, like, I, I didn't realize that. that. So you're not with her and now they're hanging out with each so other. Well, it sounds like you got to cut a couple of people out of your life. Yeah, let's, let's get to the bottom because he's yeah, all over the place. I didn't even know that's what we were getting to. Okay, sounds like you got to cut some people out of your life. That's not your friend if he would do something like that to you in front of you and clearly you're not with her anymore so I don't know if it's a jealous I understand that it hurts and that's gonna just take some time for you to be able to repair that because that's whack that was your friend and that was your girlfriend and now there's a hole as far as people that you used to hang out with and talk to but understand that they are toxic and they'll probably do something crazy behind each other's back or in front of each other again so really that's not anybody you need to be around you need to find somebody that's respectful to you and to your relationship all right, well, but that's good just luck, gonna, bro. That's just going to take some time. Whoa, well, that was the slowest conversation. <laughs> ask E, 800-585-1051. If you got a question for E, you could call ahead anytime. And get to the point. Please, we got I didn't even realize that's where that was going. I okay. fell asleep. We got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to talk about Warren Sapp. Find out about what he has to say about these sex toy accusations and peeing in front of a co-worker. All right, all that and more. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Nobody want to hear no beige ballads in the morning, okay? All right, unless they come from Chris Brown or Drake. Nah, all right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Yes. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Amorosa. Listen up. It's Justin. All the guys. The rumor report. With Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Amarosa is no longer working at the White House. Well, her departure is actually effective January 20th. Now, there were rumors that she was fired, but then, according to her sources on her side, she has decided to resign. The rumor is also that she resigned because she was not happy with some decisions that were made in the White House after Charlottesville, the whole endorsing Roy Moore. But Amarosa did do an interview exclusively with Michael Strahan at Good Morning America. And here is what she had to say about whether or not she resigned or got fired. I resigned um, and I didn't do that in the residence as being reported. 
And I wanted to make the one-year mark. That was one of the goals that I set out to, and then get back to my life. So you resigned. You weren't fired as, as no, it reported. I like to hear all of these interesting tales, but I have to tell you that they're 100% false. The assertion that I would do that in front of 600 guests at a Christmas party and no one has reported that except for one individual who has a personal vendetta against me. And so I, I have to tell you, completely false. All right. In addition to that, you know, what is it true that she decided to resign because of certain things that were happening and the White House's reaction to them? Here is how she responded. Because I am serving until the 20th, I have to be very careful about how I answer this. But there were a lot of things that I observed during the last year that I was very unhappy with. Things that I observed, that I <laughs> heard, that as? I listened to. I can expand upon it because I have to still go back and work with these individuals. But when I have a chance to tell my story, Michael, quite a story to tell. As the only African-American woman in this White House, as a senior staff and assistant to the president, I have seen things that have made me uncomfortable, that have upset me, oh, that have affected me deeply and emotionally, that has affected my community and my people. She's oh. setting up for a check. Listen, here's the thing. Omarosa, you should have never been a part of that administration, okay? Trump didn't start displaying those behaviors in the past year, all right? He was doing that during the campaign, so you chose to ignore his evil then. Now you want to come back talking about your people and your community. Nah, you picked your side. Now stay there. I don't think she ever really cares about our community. No. I think she's setting up for a check. She probably has some information. They're not going to want the information. They cut the check. Be quiet. You'll never hear from her again. I, this is a sad state, though, because we told y'all this. We tell y'all this all the time. It's not about Republican, Democrat. It's not about conservative, liberal. It's about good versus evil, right versus wrong, God versus Satan. Omarosa picked the wrong side. You're on the wrong side of history, boo. Now right, you got to stay there. And as far as her being denied access, because, you know, they said they cut off all her access, she replied to that as well and said that that's because when you resign, there's certain classified information that you're not privy to anymore. And that's what that was. But. All I want to know is who know about the UFOs? All you Negroes that's quitting the White House, could you put us on the way the UFOs is at? Are the UFOs here? Are they coming? Huh? What's going on at Area 51? That's all I really care about at this point. All right, now all let's right. get to Warren Sapp and these allegations against him. Now, there were uh, rumors of sexual misconduct, and he is denying certain things. For instance, he says he never urinated in front of an NFL network uh you know, the woman that is actually pressing charges against him, and here is what he had to say about urinating in front of her. I'd come off the set, hit the bathroom door, it opens. She's in there, steaming or whatever. I'm like, out, Jamie, gotta go to the bathroom. She's like, Warren, I'm like, Jamie, gotta go to the bathroom. Now I'm going to the toilet, because there's only a toilet in this thing, because all of us have to use this bathroom. It's the only bathroom in the whole stage where you can go to the bathroom over there. So... I'm going. I hear the door close behind me, and she yells to me, your office can't be. But she was not in the bathroom. I was not urinating in front of her. I walked in, asked her to leave. She left. She yelled what she yelled through the door, talking about that's her office. This can't be your office. I don't All know right. what he just said. All I have was nigga got a peek. Now, according to Jamie Cantor, who's the former wardrobe stylist at the NFL Network, uh, she's saying that he basically walked in, whipped it out in front of her, and started urinating and, you know, very inappropriate. <sighs> if I walk now, in the bathroom far, and there's a woman in there, I'm going to think I'm in the wrong bathroom and I'm going to leave. As, there's only one bathroom. It's okay. like where the wardrobe is. And now, uh, as far as the allegations about him giving the sex toys, he actually said that. Which he even tweeted out, I'm sorry, I thought they was cute, and he posted a picture <laughs> of the sex toy. Here is his response to that no the sex toys are little vibrators that you know and i have a picture of one that my oh, man makes at screaming my man had made a little little novelty thing that kind of looked like mascara things that are like a lipstick and an eyeliner and different things that are little toys for ladies so i showed him the picture and said look what my man made oh bring us some 
So I brought some. So that's it. So they asked, he's saying they asked for them. Yeah, yeah, he's saying his friend actually makes these little vibrators. He thought they were cute. And then he posted them. <laughs> All right. I'm just giving you all the updates on what's happening. What is wrong with us, man? <laughs> I'm something wrong. It's not our fault, man. Lord, it's not It's not our fault, man. All right, and then... I promise you it's not our fault, Lord. I want to make sure we get to this whole Salma Hayek versus Harvey Weinstein also. Why is this okay? Because she wrote a whole entire article about her experience with Harvey Weinstein. She said that she was approached by reporters and other sources to speak about an episode in her life, and that episode is with Harvey Weinstein. You know, she did the um, Frida Kahlo movie with him, mm-hmm. and she talks about the night nightmare of that but in particular she talks about being bullied by Harvey Weinstein for many years and you know basically she said her main thing was the story of Frida Kahlo and she went to him wanting to do that movie and they made a deal and he would pay for the rights of the work that she had already developed she said I would be paid the minimum Screen Actors Guild scale plus 10% as a producer I would receive a credit that would not yet be defined but no payment which was not that rare for a female producer in the 90s he also demanded a signed deal for me to do several other films with Miramax because he was at Miramax at the time now she said once she signed on she didn't care about the money she was just excited to work with him and that company but she said little did I know it would become my turn to say no no to me taking a shower with him no to letting him Watch me take a shower. No to letting him give me a massage. No to letting a naked friend of his give me a massage. No to letting him give me oral sex. No to my getting naked with another woman. No, no, no. Okay, full disclosure, okay? Because I'm still stuck on these vibrator mm-hmm. things. Now, it was a time when you and Envy was playing with vibrators, Angelie. I think y'all need to go ahead and put that out on the table now in case this comes back to haunt one of y'all in the future. Now, we all know Envy, Envy was playing with vibrators. It had nothing to do with no, me. I, I was nowhere that. around when that happened. I remember y'all passing a vibrator around on the plane. Who put, somebody put no, a vibrator in somebody's Envy bag? Envy put a vibrator in my bag. What happened? And we actually have the evidence of that what on happened? Twitter What happened? I need to know what happened. What happened? Because I remember waking up and the vibrator was by me on the plane, too. And I don't know how that got there. I don't know who put it there. All I know is you and Angie Lee was playing with a vibrator one time. So before any scandals so you break were out at the too. Breakfast Club. Look, I don't no, know. I don't, I, don't know how a, I don't know how a vibrator what got happened? by you. I don't know. I wasn't part of that vibrator. Okay. Yeah. So what happened? Why, what, 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 tell me. Tell a story. I don't know. Oh, you're right. fine. Now. I'm going to tell it later then. All right. Me too. I'm coming. Right. You coming? <laughs> okay. Either y'all tell it now or I'm going to tell it later. What happened? I don't know. But Abby I, put a vibrator in my luggage. Yeah, in her luggage. So when she went through airport security, they would pull it out and embarrass her. But it never happened. Wow. Instead, you ended up using it and then getting exposed. Wow, that did happen. Okay. (laughs) See, that didn't happen. I'm just trying to get the story out. That was the night it happened. Okay, now I remember. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. That makes perfect sense. You know what? what? I'm just trying to put all our dirt on the table. Don't dildo shame appeal, okay? Don't put dildos in your female co-worker's luggage, Envy. Or your male co-worker, either, yes. for that matter. When your male co-worker falls asleep on the plane, don't put it by me. What? Dude, what should he, where should he put it? <laughs> where should he put it? Yeah. <laughs> see, you got to joke too much. See, you know, nothing's from <laughs> vote. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the problem. The right People's Choice mixes up next. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning.